0: Hey, this is TJ Perkins. This is Mike Mondo. This is Ring of Honor's Adam Cole. This is the King of Old School, Steve Corino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it is? It's the it boy, one half of the All Night Express, Rhett Titus. And you're listening to the ROH Cast. R-O-H cast. The ROH cast. The ROH Cast. ROH Cast. The ROH Cast. At ROH ROHWorld.com.
1: ROHWorld.com.
0: ROHWorld.com. R-O-H At ROHWorld.com. Let's get it, baby.
1: Hello everyone. Welcome to episode 38 of ROH Cast: Hostage Crisis.
0: And I'm sure as hell not going to sit up here and toot our own horns, but toot, 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 toot.
1: My name is Harry. I'm the uh, co-owner and <laughs> sorry, what? <laughs> sorry, of rohworld.com. As usual, I'm joined with. Uh, Podcast Worst Nightmare John. This is terrible. Oh my god, let's keep going. Podcast Worst Nightmare John is here.
0: How's it going?
1: And the other cone and the editor of the website, steven Hi, everyone. The like... Charlie Heart
2: interference has completely thrown us off.
1: It has. Shall yeah. I redo that? <laughs> no it. All right, no one listens anyway. okay, this <laughs> week we're going to talk about the latest TV show uh, the latest news as well, and then some uh, topics and questions that you sent in on Twitter and Facebook, etc. So uh, this week's show aired on uh, originally aired on June 9th and it began with Michael now I believe No. McGinness said uh, Michael Ellie versus <laughs> is Matt Taven and uh, John, uh, what do you think of the opening match this week?
0: It was pretty good. I mean, Michael Elgin, I love watching wrestle, and Matt Taven's been really impressive in his few showings he's had. So I was really excited going into this match. And they didn't get a ton of time, and they really didn't get to show off everything they've done, everything like they're able to do. But it was still a enjoyable match. Uh, Michael Elgin just got to show up his freakish strength doing that, what, what was it, like a super flex where he pulled Taven off the apron?
1: Oh, yes, he did something similar to... to uh... Uh, Cole at Border Wars, I think.
0: Yeah, that's when he did the Falcon Arrow here. I think he just did a superplex, but that was insane. And when he rolled through the sunset flip to pick him up into a power to the buckle bomb, like it's just crazy what he can do with his strength. And Paven is good in what he's, but his role that he's had, kind of like the unknown guy who's coming in and gives people like good matches, like good competitive matches, but like always comes up short. So it makes both guys look good in that in that situation because both guys look competitive. Both guys are able to. Mm. Able to show like what they can do, and it you know helps the established guy get a win and look even better, while you know Taven is able to kind of like prove himself. So I, I enjoyed this match, and uh, Martini on commentary is always a good thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was talking about his Guardians of Truth taking on the Briscoes, and we'll talk about that more in the uh, in the news, I think. But Stephen, what do you think of the opener?
2: Yeah, it was a, it was a decent opener. I mean, I I think we spoke about it before as you know, Ring wanted to do these sort of it was basically a squash match, really, but they, mm. they put it, you know, they deliver it in such a way that it's actually, you know, it can be enjoyable and sort of a competitive match as well yeah. without Elgin having to sort of take, you know, take lots of uh, offence or anything. So I thought it was a, yeah, it was a good opener. As, as John said, uh, Matt Taven has, has done really well recently. Um, you know, it has, he's he's done well against people without, you know, really sort of challenging them and mm. he, he makes, makes guys look good, which is always a bonus for that sort of guy, sort of... Uh, enhancement talent or whatever you want to call them yeah. um yeah Algin, again he looked you know dominant i thought he looked uh he looked really good and yeah it was a uh, you know fine start to the,
1: to the show yeah i agree with you guys really what he said i suppose would be a good a summary <laughs> of my opinion Yeah, i thought it was a good match both uh, both the guys looked great and martini was good as usual on commentary so uh, i always like how they always play off the fact that like McGuinness and Kevin Clay just hate Martini whenever he's around. So that's always <laughs> quite funny. And uh, then I believe we went backstage. Although, a bit I wasn't actually gone.
2: sure about Martini's comment of he's such a pretty boy. I don't know whether to kiss his mouth or hit or punch his mouth. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> there's
1: some questions about uh, Martini there. We'll have to find out about, but uh, Vader Scott was then backstage with Eddie Edwards talking about the uh, diehard challenge series there. Uh, <laughs> where <laughs> you're right. Where Edwards was uh, talking about, or oh, not talking about. Yeah, talking about his Die Hard series, where he's challenging former world champions. He first faced Rhino. and um, obviously he faced Richards this week, and he's facing Homicide at Best in the World. And uh, then I believe we went to Kevin Kelly and McGuinness talking about the um, fight without honor match for Border Wars, and they showed a highlight package of it as well. And uh, I l- I still love the fact that they're talking about how despicable and Horrible! This thing, this ether thing, was even though it was a fight without honor match. I always find that funny. But uh, <laughs> then uh, Kevin Kelly was in the ring and he introduced Harson Benjamin for a promo to talk about that match. And uh, we had that infamous toot toot clip that I played at the start, which I'm sure a uh, few fans will know about. We have toot toot in our <laughs> intro, and now there's even more toots. But suddenly uh,
0: I heard that. I think we need to play it again to refresh my memory.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's sort of like you know last week when you explained those uh, fighting hybrid rules. You might need to go through that again. I seem to have forgotten them all. Um, let let me find the clip. It's not a sort of a clip you can just get out of nowhere. Here it is.
0: And I'm sure as hell not going to sit up here and toot our own horns, but toot, toot, <laughs> toot, 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 toot. toot. <laughs> Exactly. I love the that. diabolical, diabolical laughy follows that word. <laughs> and, Sh- and the look on Shout and Benjamin's
2: face as well. He was so happy.
1: I think this promo <laughs> segment is just worth watching the entire TV show for, just to see that toot, the laugh, uh, Benjamin's face. Uh, basically, they were just doing a promo about the Briscoes there, and then they did the saying stuff about Onna Express. Onna yeah. Express then come out, did a promo back to us yeah. Benjamin, and then they started fighting. And uh, from what I recall, shot and Benjamin took about three kicks. And then ANX pinned him for some reason. I didn't just send a message, I think, but a bit strange. He pinned after a drop kick. <laughs> yeah, it took three. I think I could even kick out of. A Although drop Kenny
2: kick. King's count was very quick. That uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give he's
1: him a that. Biased referee there. So I, I think so. Uh, and he so, wasn't. He
2: wasn't wearing a referee's shirt either. So I don't think that's... So right. I think
0: it's unofficial at this point. Yeah.
1: That would be considered a Baltimore screw job, if anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what did you, uh,
1: Stephen? What do you think of this uh, in-ring segment with House and Benjamin and ANX? I thought it was
2: pretty good. I mean. I give Hart and Medwin this much: I, I enjoy their promos a lot more than I enjoy, I enjoy their matches. <laughs> I, I think they're, I think they're just both hilarious. As John yeah. said before, especially Charlie Haas, I think he's just he's hilarious. I'm not sure if he's aiming for that, but he's definitely, he definitely. Yeah, makes I think it I it it's hard,
1: intentional but. how hilarious he is.
2: Yeah, yeah. Right. They, they, they are funny, and, and it's, you know they, they were pretty good when they, you know, they came in and uh, sort mm. of challenged them a bit. And, uh, yeah,
1: I didn't really like the ending, as you say. Was, I wouldn't mind them fighting, but pinning him was a bit strange.
2: Yeah, just... I know they were trying to prove a point and stuff, but it, just, it looked a bit corny, I think. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, it was it was
2: perfectly fine. And, yeah, I thought Haas and Benjamin were uh, funny again. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the hopefully, winning the, uh, the belt soon as well.
1: Fingers crossed. Uh, John, I know you're a big fan of Charlie Haas. You say it's one of the most hilarious things we've ever seen when he flips off the crown or whatever.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? Charlie Haas might be my favorite heel in all of pro wrestling right now. Like, he just entertains me to no end. Like, the more, like, promo time he gets, the happier I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Steven said, like, I love their promos, but their matches always leave something to be desired. But they always do such a good job of, like, building up their matches, you know, when it's against somebody like All Express, not when they're, you know, facing the Briscoes for the two billionth time. But, you know, when they're giving fresh opponents, you know, they, they're so entertaining on the mic to build up the match and the on express are very you know ready to kind of take the belts from him. and i think this mm-hmm. is going to be a really good match at best in the world but i like the segment i kind of like because i don't think i've ever seen a segment in like that before like you know one team just pinning the other like that
1: yeah I, that's what's really strange isn't
0: it something different it was kind of cool but i think you know just kind of clotheslining lining benjamin out of the ring or something would have done just as been like just as effective yeah Without kind of looking silly yeah i agree uh, we then
1: went to, to this week's Inside ROH segment. Uh, it began with Jay Briscoe talking about his Texas death match against Charlie Haas. I believe it's this Friday in Charleston. And uh, I think it's good, actually, that they are promoting you know matches on the house shows to try and you know increase attendance for people watching on TV. So that's probably a smart idea, really. Um, we then got to a... It was a bit awkward how Roderick Strong was sort of whining like a baby to Truth Martini about having to face Champa next week. I thought that was a bit... Stupid, really. Uh, Martini basically said everything's going to be okay. Uh, What
2: happened to Camp Strong? uh, Yeah, I mean, he He put out the t shirt and then he just didn't bother going again. I mean,
1: yeah, perhaps he doesn't have time to go there or that, you know, that Asian woman just kept pulling that face and he just. Yeah, we need the music. Um, Camp Strong music will appear in the new segment to try and throw off John. Uh, Prince Nana then said he's going to tell the truth about what's going on, but uh, Ardy Evans cut him off. Um, there's obviously something going on here between the House of Truth and the Embassy. Any ideas anyone want to predict?
0: I have no idea. Um, yeah, I, I really don't know. Maybe I mean,
1: do we
0: skip the matter? Like when he said he's going to pay for Rhino, he might have like skipped out on the money or something. I don't know. Perhaps, uh,
1: uh, could we see, I don't know, Truth Martini. Helping Champa win the TV title is like, oh, here's the money for Rhino or something. or
2: yeah, maybe. I just, uh, I can't see Something's Prince happened. Nana. I, I think Prince Nana will, will get sort of turned on by R.D. Evans and Champa, and now sort of break away and maybe, 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 yeah, maybe even join the embassy. Uh, sorry, the uh, House of Truth to leave Nana on, is it? Yeah. As long as, what, as, as, as they somehow to... keep
1: Nana on TV, you Yeah, I yeah, say I don't okay. know what, ha- what
2: happened happen to Nana then
1: because he's is that hilarious.
2: He's just yeah, he's such a great character that I think they need to have him on the TV show. I think it's a bit strange that they've not given him more, more time, especially yeah. you know promo time. Whereas you know Chamber doesn't speak that much, so you know the embassy doesn't really get much promo time, which is a bit no, strange not you guess. because they have uh, two of, of the team. best
0: talkers they have. Yeah, Ardie Evans he's is great on as like, well. Yeah. It seems mm. like they could be you know utilized a whole lot more to. I guess put Champa over, or it just, seems you know, that just we, build feuds using using their promo skills. Yeah,
2: yeah. It seems that we we hear or see Truth Martini every single week. I'm not saying it's a bad thing because I think Truth Martini is really entertaining as well. But we just seem to hear him every week. Yeah, yeah compare that. I to can't the remember embassy. the last time we actually had like a Prince Nana sort of promo, or you know them just walking to the ring and just talking crap about everybody. I think.
1: Yeah, that's a good point actually. Um, and in Inside ROH, we also had um, Jay Lethal talking about the triple threat TV title match at best in the world. Uh, we then had Kyle O'Reilly. He's already proven who the better man is between him and Adam Cole, but he's just going to embarrass him in the, uh, you know... He's a hybrid hi- fighter, he's not a yes, professional wrestler. in the highly anticipated hybrid fighting rules match between Cole and O'Reilly at best in the world. and I wish, uh,
2: wish they'd just... They wouldn't allow a to cut promos. He's not uh, bad on commentary, but promos. No, promos is not bad, but I mean, uh, on commentary, he's not bad because I think he just. He's just natural, whereas on the promos, he just tries way too hard and it just comes across looking really, really cute. Yeah, cheesy.
1: that's true um the final sort of a lot of promos in this rH all crammed in here but the last one was adam cole basically saying that no matter what no matter what silly stipulation that o'reilly adds that it's still a pro wrestling match and he's going to show o'reilly that he how good of a pro wrestler he really is so i agree it is a silly stipulation and <laughs> uh, for all our fans looking for john to go through the uh, rules again i think we'll save that for the best in the world preview show if you want, to know I mean, if you how... want
0: me to, I can, I can always... No, no, no. no. Wait. He's, he's learnt them off by heart as well. <laughs> <just from there. laughs> it
1: was its own segment. It took that long last week.
0: Because I've had people come up to me on the streets asking me to explain these rules. <laughs> <laughs> we could have a podcast that's dedicated to the, the hybrid fighting match rule.
1: Well, if this week's is a hostage crisis, perhaps next week can be a hybrid fighting rules edition of the show. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, so then we had got to the main event, which was uh, Richard Edwards 4, we had Steve Carino joining uh, Kelly and McGinnis on commentary,
0: and uh,
1: John, what, what did you think of the, the main event? I thought it was a pretty good
0: match. It was a lot better than their final battle match. I would say that. <laughs> yes, only because definitely. it didn't drag on and on and on. It was still, I think, it still lasted about what 15, 20 minutes. It's still a
1: long. Yeah, about twenty minutes. Yeah,
0: it was still a long TV main event, but it, you know, it. Actually, told like a good story of because it seemed like their final battle match was just a collection of random moves. That and, and, for, and
1: Dan Seven being up there, and Dan Seven <laughs>
0: carrying off Truth Martini halfway through the match for no reason.
1: Yeah,
0: let's just try and forget about that that final battle. But this was like pretty good. It you know it told a good story with Richard kind of focusing on Edward's arm, yeah, trying to make the comeback despite his arm being in trouble, like you know hurting the entire match, and. Yeah, it's, as sick as I am of seeing these two, you know, in the same ring together, this wasn't bad all things considered. Yeah. Like, and you know, I like the, I kind of like the ending of how, of how, uh, Jacobs came out to cost Richards the match, because it, because you know, it, it helps build up, you know, the Richards Steen match at, that uh, best in the world, and then he c- continues Edwards Hot Street going in through his yeah his die hard series series, yeah.
1: And yeah. we even saw the debut of a new Eddie Edwards move, the uh, the, CYF. the CYF by Edwards, the chop your face, which is uh, Stephen. You know, this is an extremely technical move that I'm sure took years of training to perfect. Can you can you explain how the CYF uh, is executed?
2: Yeah, well, I've been trying to learn it for the past three hours, and I just can't get it down. To be honest, I've just been, you know, trying over and over again, and it's just it must have taken him. You know, I know he learned the, the Dragon Super off uh, Dan Seven. I just want to know who he learned the CYF off because I need to find that guy and, you know, get him to teach me. But um, basically, you need to get your, your opponent in sort of a seedy position and then you basically slap him in the face. That's what,
1: you know... <laughs> you sort of yeah, I hope this isn't sort of a new finish hand, yet.
2: And... A backhand sort of slap slash chop to the face and you know, it's highly effective. it uh, more or less won Edwards the match and yeah, the CYF could become one of the most devastating moves in professional wrestling history. It might I mean, even be banned.
1: I was going to say, it's, they might have to ban that and, you know, let the power Driver come back and, you know, ban this CYF because it's a lot more Yeah, it, it could I mean, kill a man, to need to be have the
0: Eddie Edwards versus Antino match, CYF versus the Cobra. Oh, See which one's more effective? Wow, that's, that's yeah, that's a tough one. That, that'd be the Battle of the Ages right there. I mean, if, if power Drivers are getting banned, the CYF, the
2: CYF has to be banned because, <laughs> you know, that that could easily kill a man right there. I mean, it could... <laughs> He's um, going to cause so many concussions that mm. you know. It's just forget chair shots. The CYF is where it's at at the moment. To be <laughs> two
1: thousand dollar fine for each one. <laughs> um, I, I I think I must admit I did enjoy, initially I was like, oh, why are these two guys wrestling again? And I still have that a little bit. I'm still a little bit sick of it. But it was, you know, give them credit, a great match and a lot better than Richard Edwards three from Final Battle, as John said. Which, to be honest, wouldn't be much hard to beat because that match was. Ugh, I just, yeah, I just want to
0: forget about that. But uh, and and, uh, and Corino commentary is really good. I thought yeah, really- I
1: liked him playing the heel angle and uh, trying to spin things around and talking about how great Steen is. I, I enjoyed that. But
0: uh, and even when him and uh you know uh, McGinnis kind of bickered back and forth about you know their credentials, they still did a good job of putting the talent in the ring over. which yeah, exactly. is Something yeah. other wrestling companies don't always do. But it seems mm-hmm. like McGinnis really tries his best to put over what we're seeing at the time.
1: Yeah, Stephen, what did you think of the main event? Yeah, pretty much
2: what you two have said. I think as a standalone match, it was it was a good match, especially for a TV you know TV match. As you said, it was about twenty minutes long, which is you know, quite long for a sort of forty-five minute show. But um, yeah. it, it was it was good, but it it was just more or less you know more of the same really. I mean, I think we we've, we've kept saying that these guys really sort of need to change you know change the pace a bit or quote with something new, and the fact is that they've wrestled each other so many times now, and mm. you know, had such long matches that it's, it's very difficult to come up with new things. And...
1: I hope in the uh, Die Hard series we don't see him face Roderick Strong, because those three, I said it at the end of last year, should have been banned from wrestling each other the entire year, which obviously hasn't happened on numerous occasions, but surely by now they need to just separate those three.
2: Yeah, I think they do, I mean... Mm. Yeah, I mean, it was a yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it was quite a good match. I enjoyed it, but yeah, there, there were times where I was just, you know, the amount of chops and the amount of headbutts as you said, fake like, headbutts and the strikes and the kicks, and it's just they, they they were starting to border on, you know, as you said, the final battle match. But it, you know, it, it it stopped way before it got to that sort of uh, depth, <laughs> It was <you laughs> know, it was good, but I, I, you know, if I don't see these two wrestle for another twelve months, then you know, I, I wouldn't too disappointed to be yeah. honest not, it is, it not is. that either of them are, a bad rest of them very I was going say
1: but... it is quite sort of depressing almost that they are such talented guys and the matches they put on are so good but we've seen them so many times now that we're just getting sick of it which is not a good thing you should you should have saved Richard Edwards for for a pay-per-view next year or something yeah definitely but have you noticed that uh, the entire Die Hard series so far has ended via interference and a roll-up
2: Oh, yeah, that's a good It's point. not
1: much of a, not very uh, dominant streak for the Die Hard series, is it?
2: No, I mean, and to be honest, the interference at the end wasn't, didn't even affect the match because not Richards actually Richards actually kicked Jacobs off the apron and then went to do a move and Edwards sort of reversed it and they were all going, oh my God, Jacobs has cost him the match. Yeah, yeah exactly. But he didn't actually, he didn't actually do anything. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that wraps up the TV show. So, yeah, pretty good show this week, two good matches, some great toot-toot from Charlie Haas, so uh, all around a pretty good uh, a week, in, in my opinion, so if you haven't seen it, I'd recommend you check it out on uh, ROHRessling.com. I think it's available for everyone on Thursday, so uh, just a couple of days to wait, or if you're already a ringside member, it should be available to view already, so uh, be sure to check it out. Um, we're now going to get onto the news, which you can always find during the week at ROHWorld.com. <laughs>
0: There's not a lot of news this week. It's mostly just new matches set for Best in the World and several shows coming up through the next few months. But a new match for Best in the World is the Briscoes versus a new team in The House of Truth. Uh, kind of introduced by Truth Martini during the Michael Elgin and Matt Taven match on TV, and they're known as the Guardians of Truth.
1: Quote, they have been kicked what was it? They they've been kicked out of everywhere they've been apparently.
0: Yeah, so that so that's All the information we have right now. So
1: you you to quickly discuss it. I believe there's a quote actually from Martini on the website. Let me. uh...
0: I think the the front runners, in my
2: opinion, so far, have got to be the Nasty Boys. (laughs) They they sort of time to get nasty. They you know they've been kicked out everywhere. They haven't got kicked out of TNA, and no one gets kicked out of there. So
1: you know. I mean,
0: Vader made his return last night, so maybe.
1: I mean, if you think about it, were you know the band kicked out of TNA? Could we see Six Pack yeah, uh, Hall appear, take on the brisket? Six Potch and Razor Ramon coming back? Maybe yeah. Brother Love Sponge will uh, join them as well. That was great as, as their manager. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know how much him and Cornette get along. So I'm sure, that'd be a fantastic. Maybe even a new team of Vince Russo and David Arquette. <laughs> Here's the uh, here's the quote from uh, Martini. These two men have been around the block and are not afraid to get nasty and do my oh. dirty work. So there you go. Uh-oh. Confirmed. Uh-oh. The nasty, <laughs> the boys. nasty boys. He said, there is no need to identify these men because who they are is not important. What is important is that they work for me and will do as I say. They will guard me, the book, and bring me anything I want. <laughs> Uh, I already have TV champion Roderick Strong, future world champion Michael Elgin. My mercenary rhino is paid to take out anyone that I please. And now the Guardians of Truth will bring the House of Truth, the Tag Team Championships, and guard yours truly. When they bring me the Tag Team Championships, is up to me. Say, oh, wait, 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 wait. When they bring me the Tag uh... Championships, it is up to me which members of the House of Truth will wear the gold. So are these a... Three word rules, it sounds like. Not a permanent addition to the roster, just sort of a temporary thing to get him the belts, and he he thinks anyway. So, this, you know, even gives more sort of. uh, I don't know how to word it, but it makes it more likely that ANX will win the belts, because if Martini's got this heel team coming up, they're going to need face champions, obviously, which House and Benjamin aren't. So, hopefully, you know, they will win the belts, but that's not what we're talking about now. So, after hearing that. Who, who do you think it's going to be any sort of legitimate ideas or just jokes
2: i have absolutely no idea no, I, I have miss. no
1: clue
2: no i'm just trying to work out and you know teams have been released or you know, paul, maybe maybe, maybe, London, maybe paul London and brian kendrick yeah but the thing is i mean if anyone's really good at sort of figuring out silhouettes look on the the irh website and have a look at the pictures because they've done this before i think when they announced B.J. Whitmer, it was actually a picture of B.J. Whitmer, a it silhouette was. of him, yes, it so it was really obvious that it was him, so if anyone's really good at silhouette spotting, oh have a goodness. look on the website and yeah, try I and, look and look figure out who it is. No, I'm not
1: too that, the one on the
2: left looks really, really mussy, his arm is like... <laughs> the size of a martini's body.
1: I think uh, when I create the graphic for the rhworld.com/slash/best-in-the-world uh, microsite, I will use the Nasty Boys as my silhouettes just to <laughs> add fuel to the fire. Everyone's <laughs> it well. Nasty
0: Boys. It looks like it's a scoop.
2: Put... We actually know. We just can't tell anyone. <laughs>
0: uh, it looks like they both have short hair. I'm, I'm trying to figure this out right now as you speak.
1: And that narrows it down a lot. There. Uh, the one on the left
0: has a very square head. Hmm.
2: So if you know any wrestlers who have square head and who's in the tag team, then you might know who these people
1: are. I honest, I have no i, I no idea. I mean, I wouldn't mind if it was uh, TMDK, those Australian tag team. Yeah, but they wouldn't really just, it wouldn't really fit in, would it? Yeah, exactly. They wouldn't be heels. So then they weren't they weren't really kicked out of anywhere. Yeah. Although he did, was that kicked out of their? Uh... The kicked out of places quote wasn't on the website. It was only mentioned on the TV shows. So perhaps that was just something he made up on the spot. I don't know. But they, they're they not afraid to get nasty, whoever they are. And uh, yes, yeah, it's got to be the nasty boys, hasn't it?
2: Maybe not for i I'm trying to think a
1: lot
2: of like former ECW tag teams. Oh, no. trying to think. That's
1: right. Maybe it's going to be Sabu and Rob oh, Van Damme. No. Ne- oh, no. Rob Van Damme. I wouldn't mind that. but Oh, no. Not Rob Van Damme. No. Not Sabu. Can you imagine that? I, I honestly have no idea. I just know it's going to be a massive letdown, whoever it is. Cause... No, know, if we all expect the Nasty Boys, then whoever it is will be an improvement, unless it is like... That's not possible to be an improvement of the Nasty Boys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> People on the website, um, on our forum, were saying uh, maybe the machine guns, but... It wouldn't make
1: sense, because they wouldn't be heels. And isn't saving still... Stavings contract- under contract through August still. And those those guys don't look anything like. And this was all filmed on the TV show ages before the you know the rumours of Shelley and Saban leaving anyway. So yeah, it's a good
2: don't,
1: point. Don't expect the machine guns, you'll only be disappointed. Just expect the nasty boys. That's the best way to go.
2: I think I think we're
1: going to have to expect that. Yeah, let's just, yeah, just for the rest please. of these podcasts, we'll just talk about it as if it has been announced that it is the nasty boys, and then we'll just we'll convince ourselves that it's true, and then we'll be so happy when it's not.
2: So, the best in the world, it's the Briscoe Brothers against the Guardians of Truth, the Nasty Boys. Yeah, not afraid to get nasty or whatever. So if someone's just skipped to that point, then they're probably
1: crying. <laughs> Can you imagine that? You tune off the podcast a little bit. yeah. You, know, you listen back and you just hear you say that. They're just like, no! They'll be going on our forum now to rant about it. And everyone will be like, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, John, that's the next bit of news. I think we went off on a tangent there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's uh, been three more matches announced for uh, events in late June through July. And uh, for the next TV tapings in Baltimore, June 29th, it's Bennett versus Storm 3, which should be good because they're doing two were
1: good. Uh, Yeah, but. I do it a third time, though? Yeah, I mean... why? I mean, I think it was a great moment with. You know storm having to cheat to beat Bennett and him ending there and celebrating if he's gonna come back again let him face someone new and fresh because you don't want it to be like Richards and Edwards where we just get sick of it I mean to have three already I mean it took a while to have four Richards and Edwards matches to have three Bennett storm matches so quickly is a bit a bit silly but well they, they did everything they could obviously the first match Bennett got
2: you know the, the, the win and then disrespected storm afterwards and then <laughs> the rematch storm got he's you know he's Got, um he's sort of come back you know in his home country, and that's yeah's you know, He celebrated afterwards, and you know, with his own home fans and blah blah, and that should have been the end of it, but yeah, I mean you know if you're going to bring in storm, have him, you know have him wrestle someone else, having wrestled I don't know someone like Champer or someone just some you know someone
1: a bit mm-hmm. different so, yeah fresh I just
2: don't see the point of a third match. I mean, if Bennett gets a cheap win again, what, are we going to have a fourth match <sighs> where does it end? Yeah, is uh, Storm a former world champion anywhere? No, I don't think
1: he's been a world I'll, champion. I will check Wikipedia. I'm not 100% sure. He's
2: been a United States champion in
0: WWE. So I was Maybe that'd be a good way to keep the uh, die-hard series going. Because so I think Storm and uh, mm, Edward could a have great a idea. In.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> He was world tag team champion. That's technically a world champion or something. <laughs> uh, I cannot see an actual world championship, so it wouldn't be part of the diehard series. But they could still face each other. They could just make it up. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Anything would be better than uh, you trained with Dan 7 while I was in Japan, so I want to fight you. Anything would be better than that.
2: He has a chop your face now, though, so...
1: <laughs> He's a new opponent. Exactly. Uh John?
0: Uh, for the next night, June 30th, in Pittsburgh, uh, it's going to be... There's been two matches announced. I'm sorry, I misspoke earlier. There's been four matches announced for the next couple months. <laughs> I misspoke. Sorry about that. About how unprofessional of me.
1: <laughs> but, <laughs> no, this is a highly professional podcast. You do know that.
0: But, yeah. I'm. I, I, <laughs> I, I, on many I, of the viewers, I'm going to be happy. I hope about you in your heart to one day forgive me. One day. But in Pittsburgh on June 30th, it'll be Rhett Titus versus Charlie Haas. And bring them back in a feud from way back in the day. That was a fantastic feud. Is uh, Jimmy Jacobs taking on BJ Whitmer? So this is or should be two pretty deep. or Titus and Hot should be decent, and Jacobs Whitmer, if it lives up to the match of the head in the past, should be a very very good match.
1: Mm.
0: And, yeah, uh, it
2: should be pretty good actually, especially the BJ Whitmer and Jimmy Jacobs match. That should be that's one I'll definitely be looking at to uh, to watch. That should be really good.
0: Well, say the whole Pittsburgh show seems to have really come together nicely and seems to be a really good show yeah that's got a a good lineup and uh, the final match has been announced so far is uh, for Wisconsin on July 14th and it'll be the Briscoes picking on uh Kevin Steen and Jimmy Jacobs, which sounds like it could be a, another fantastic match I guess it, it'd be uh be like the tag team main event so sounds like it'd be really good. And I'm happy to see Jimmy Jacobs be put in like more prominent roles and more prominent matches like this. Um, Continuing on, uh, Ring of Honor has finally re- released the uh, shows from late April, uh, the Ring of Honor Unity show they did uh, in tandem with Chikara, and the uh, Next night's Rising Above show, in which Adam Cole challenged then-champion Davey Richards for the title. I'd love to see that match. I've heard it was really good, actually. And both those shows look really good, so I guess check them out.
1: <laughs> You've been practicing your sales pitch, have you, after last week? Uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> at least I didn't add the uh, or don't if you don't want to. So I didn't. Add, <laughs> I learned to leave that part off. <laughs> and uh, there's an article on um uh, or a column on rohworld.com about uh, Ring of Honor's hiring policy. About their, by it's by, uh, it's by Dave. And it kind of uh, describes and talks about how Ring of Honor used to use uh, former WWE, WCW, like TNA, ECW talent back like in the, like in their early formative years, and kind of compares it to how they use it now, and like tries to, like to determine like which way is best and more effective. And it's a good read. So if not, go check. If you haven't read it, go check it out. It's really, it's really well done. And that wraps up the news for this week.
1: Wow, not not much again. It's it's crazy when you think about it. I mean, Border Wars. I'm sorry, Best in the World is uh, a week on Sunday, and uh, I don't I don't know. I don't feel the hype. Is it just me?
0: Yeah, I don't feel it either. I, like, I guess people are so like down after all the eye pay per view issues they've had over the yeah, past. I mean, few when it shows. was
1: the week before Border Wars, I remember I knew I, I like knew about it. I was excited for it, but you know it's. Little over two weeks away, and a little under rather two weeks away, and I'm just sort of, mm, yeah. Well, oh, I'm sure we'll wait and see what happens. I hope there's no problems, but um, we'll we'll find out. So was that the last bit of news? Sorry. Well, that was okay. Um, so we now move on to a uh, listener topics. I think it's going to be a short show this week. Um, you can always send these in during the week at any time. There's several ways you can do that. You can tweet us at ROH underscore world you can go on our Facebook page facebook.com slash ROH world uh, you can send us an email to contact at ROH world.com. or you can go on our forum uh, ROH slash forum uh, and as usual Steven has all the questions and a uh, a completely random uh, introduction. introduction I can't even speak introductory Intro music as well, which uh, will be calling it better be pretty epic. It it's gonna be.
0: And I'm sure as hell not gonna sit up here and chew their own horns. But two two. two, 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 two. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Thank you for that. I don't know how I can ever follow that up, so I'm sorry for you having to I
2: <laughs> I think we should send the podcast there. Thank you for listening, everyone. And uh, yeah, just, uh, just and
1: that's it. Just
2: <clears going throat> right. Um, kind of segue from what John was talking about, just the uh, article from Dave about um, the hiring policy. One of the questions we've had this week is from at uh, so roaring elbow on our forum. He says, "We all know the roster is thin, but do you guys think giving the bigger paydays?" To WWE cast-offs such as Rhino, Finley, Storm, parson Benjamin, etc., is the answer.
1: Is it worth having them around? Um, and he's putting brackets while books and TJP sit Yeah, that's that's the annoying thing, isn't it? You have great talented guys like that who who can be in Ring of Honor for a more permanent basis, especially TJP who who is under contract. I mean, we've seen Finlay make uh, a couple of appearances and Rhino appears semi regularly, and uh, same with Storm really, but. I have I have no problem with them. Yeah, I mean, I mean,
2: it's not yeah, as I if they're just bringing
1: them in for the sake of it. I
2: mean, you know, Finley's... to
1: become champion or whatever. It's not TNA or whatever. Yeah,
2: Finney's had a couple of well, he's had a you know decent match, and he's I should imagine the next one will probably be his last, or you know, he won't have many more. I don't think. And you know, Storm, I think maybe they should have ended after the second White Bennett match, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's not going to be a permanent fixture. <laughs> Rhino has been sort of you know here and there, but I quite like Rhino, so I wouldn't be. You know, I think as long as they,
1: you know, they actually produce. If, if they're uh, used to, their product, then... to elevate their current stars, then I don't have a problem with it. The only thing I could have a problem with is where they bring in these guys, you know, at the cost or whatever how much it costs, which then means they can't afford to bring in guys like Books and TJP. Like, if by not having Rhino Finley Storm, could they then have the Books and TJP at, at all the shows? Then yeah, I'd agree, you know, don't have these former guys in, but if it's not, if if that's not, you know, it's the re- if that's not the reason for leaving books and TJB at, TJP at home, then I don't really have a problem with it. And as long as they don't become champion or anything.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I think it's sort of a catch-22 situation. I mean, as you say, I don't think it's a, a case of, if we don't have these, then we can have these guys. I don't think it's that.
1: But, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah as, as long as they, you know, they actually uh, you know, benefit the product, then don't just take up a spot on the roster for the sake of sake of being there. Then I have I don't really care, you know, have the for before, or how old they are, or whatever.
1: To be can still go. They're not like bringing in Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, are they? The guys that can actually still go in the ring, and so you can still put on good matches. So it's not like we're getting awful matches with these really old guys who can't walk. Like <laughs> no, um, he
2: continues. What is the answer? Do you miss imported talent? Do you get by with a lesser known roster because that's how you build stars?
0: I think well, you building... need a mixture of the well-known former guys like they bring it in, plus you know young up-and-coming guys like they have, mm. and you know maybe they don't. Maybe they need to kind of focus more on the younger guys at this point, since they've been since you know the last major additions to the roster. You know, is when they brought in Champa and Elgin and Cole and O'Reilly all around the same time about a year and a half ago. Yeah, it seems like it's about time for those guys to start moving up a card. And, and I was going to those... say,
1: have those guys actually got anywhere on the card in that in this time? I mean, like Adam Cole pinned the world champion in March. Where is he now?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's like Michael Elgin's, you know, slowly making his way up. Cole's having his moments. O'Reilly's kind of having his moments. No, like, O'Reilly Sean,
1: disappeared for months.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying he has. He's had like moments of like, you know, like like kind of like when Cole was kind of like breaking out, like yeah. around the 10th anniversary show. They're really getting their time to feature, and you know, their follow up hasn't been that good, but they've had their moments. So I think it's time for Ring of Honor to kind of start put, putting more focus on the younger guys and kind of having. You know, them go over the more established people like the uh, like the Jay Lethals or the Rhinos or, you know, the people they bring in, you know, XTNA, mm. wwe guys, and they need to start bringing in more young talent because it's been a while since they brought in young talent. It's been like a year and a half since they had like, the last major overhaul to yeah. bring in, like, the fresh young wrestlers. I think it's time they need to do that again.
1: That's why it's probably um, a bit of a strange move to have Roderick Strong take on Finley because in my opinion, he, he gains nothing by defeating Finlay like he did. And the match wasn't even that good, personally. So perhaps they could have used that. You know, say Finlay does only have these two appearances, they could have, you know, given that match to someone else, like, I don't know, Adam Cole or something.
2: Yeah, I kind of agree with both of you. I think, as I said, as long as these guys aren't taking up spots for, you know, guys who should be on the roster, and as long as they're... Uh, contributing then i don't see any any reason why they you know they, why well, you shouldn't have a gone just because he used to wrestle with WWE or whatever um right next one uh we've got one on twitter from at andy Tweet stuff he says do you guys think that jacobs and carino should win the tag titles or have one of them win the tv
1: title to further the storyline i wouldn't mind seeing jacobs get the tv title
2: yeah, I don't I don't I, I don't I don't
1: I don't think the tag titles has been no, ANX and ANX, ANX yeah. needs to get the tag titles and have a lengthy run, so I don't think you know they should um, lose them anytime soon. But you know, Jacobs as T V champ I think would work. Yeah, I think him or or Carino's yeah, T V champ. Yeah. We I think when there. we interviewed Carino prior to I think it was was it final battle? He yeah, he'd like to be T V champion, I think.
2: Yeah, and I don't think, as you know, we've discussed in the past, that Strong isn't really gaining anything from no, not being a TV team. champion. He won't, you know, he's not going to harm him by losing the title. Mm. So um, yeah, I think that probably would actually just have, uh, yeah, have you know Corina or Jacobs uh, win the TV title. But, I mean, uh, that's probably a good idea in my opinion. Mm. Um, we've got a couple on Facebook that seem to have disappeared from me, but I think so they're there for the me. For I can me. see them all. Yeah, they're in the chat for me now. Thank you. Um, they should be. Th- Fabian Fabian says, "What
1: explains the RO, ROH hate on the internet?" I think he's probably talking about our forum. Our forum needs to cheer up a bit.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it's like anything. Now, I think if you think back, then you always think something was better than what it was. I mean, yeah, you think back to like yeah. old computer games. You think, oh, "Wow, you know, the Pokemon Red and Red, Red and Blue are the best, you know, best computer games ever." Mm-hmm. And you know, if you look at the graphics now, and you know, modern day games and stuff, and you know, all TV shows from the 90s were the best ever. And yeah. everyone, you know, nostalgia always puts always puts things in better light than what they actually were. So I think a lot of people still, you know, think, oh, you know, when Gabe was here, it, it, you know, they were putting on five star shows every single show. You know, mm. and I think the problem is, I think we discussed it a few weeks back that. The whole sort of um business model of you know of ring one has changed since sinclair came in i mean the focus has definitely gone off the house shows and it's firmly on the eye pay-per-views and, and the tv show and, mm. and as we said that you know the, the, the house shows are more of you know come and see your favorite stars rather than these are going to be fantastic shows and these are going to you know help the, contribute to the storylines yeah so i think people are sort of I think people sort of,
1: you know, they're they to adjust. Sort of, to, they want it to be like the old days, and
2: yeah, you can understand. That, yeah, exactly. If you know, if you became a fan during that era, then that's something that you want. To do. If that's what you enjoy. Then you want that to continue. So, um, I think that's the main reason. I think people just sort of, they have, you know, that they have. Their memories, and they think that they were a lot better than maybe what they were. And mm. you know, things that are happening now are never as good as things that happened in the past. It's just yeah. you know, it's everything but honest,
1: that's true for wrestling in general. I mean, you look at WWE, look at TNA and Ring of Honor, none of them are as good as they used to be right now. So it's not just Ring of Honor. And I, and I sort of think that little problems are being sort of overreacted to a little bit, in my opinion, sometimes. Yeah,
2: I mean, uh,
1: yeah, I, I think
0: every, like, every little thing. Kind of sets people off on our forum. I don't mean to like offend anybody, but there's been times <laughs> where there's been times where they just take one minor little thing that somebody does or says, and they just blow it up and and make it like as Armageddon for Ring of Honor. <laughs> and, you know, while while it might not be ideal what they said at the time, it's not going to have any kind of like long term ramifications.
1: Mm.
0: But like it seems like to me that probably about you know you know this, around this time last year ring of honor was hot like they had the eddie davey storyline going they had like the briscoes going hot and everything they had so much going for it. it seems like over the past year things have really cooled down and and went from like everybody you know loving what ring of honor was doing to really just down and just you know not anything remotely positive about the product i, it's I think
1: it's a lot in my opinion a lot to do with the eye pay-per-view issues with people paying the money and having to put up with all these embarrassing problems month after month and just probably just getting sick of it and you just sort of get sort of down and depressed on the whole company so it makes you perhaps overreact to sort of minor issues because you're just frustrated that you spend any money and just getting screwed over
2: yeah i think at least once a week i look on the forum and there's a there's a topic created with a you know a subject line of What's wrong with Ring of Honor right now? Or these are the these are the things that are wrong with Ring of Honor right now. And you know a lot of them, you know, are, are accurate. You know, the, the booking has been hasn't oh, well. been great. You know, as John said, I think towards the end of 2011, after the final battle, you know, after they got that sort of uh, shambles out of the way, <laughs> and um, you know the start of 2012. I think the first few months of this show were really really good. And me personally, I thought Ring of Honor were really going to start getting hot again. But mm. the last couple of months, especially, I think they've just they're going back to sort of, um, you know, as you say, saying. You know, until Ring Runner tweeted the other day that it was two weeks until Best in the World, I'd actually I'd actually forgot when it was. I didn't even rea- you know, I didn't even realize when it was. So, and you know, I'm a, I'd consider myself quite a big Ring Runner fan. So, I think at the moment they're just they're just lacking a spark or something. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's gonna be, if it's gonna come in the form of someone coming in. You know, this new tag team might be it, or you know. Uh, some, you know a storyline that's going to kick off and you know really capture people. I don't really know. It's just I think there's something just missing at the moment. But you know if, if they knew what it was, then I'm sure they'd rectify it, wouldn't they? So yeah, who knows? I don't know.
0: Yeah, it seems to me that uh, Ring of Honor used to always try to put the best shows on like each and every time, <clears throat> and it seems like they only do that now for the pay reviews, which I guess makes sense with their new business model. Like like y'all said, where the house shows are kind of like, come see your favorite Ring of Honor stars. But it seems like a lot of what they do now is kind of in cruise control instead of, like, trying to be the next great thing and, you know, just you know put on the best stuff possible. It seems like they're kind of in cruise control and just, you know, let whatever happens, happen. And it just mm-hmm. kind of, I guess, makes the product slightly more dull than it should be, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, right,
2: next one, also on Facebook. Um, Eric, I think it is, says... Uh, Production values on TV on the TV show and iPad reviews can we expect them to get better in the coming years?
1: Oh yeah, so you'd, you'd, um, you'd hope so. <laughs> <laughs>
2: there was there was that sort of web like, press conference online that Joe Coff did. Um, I've got it up here. I'm trying to find a quote that you said. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, he said one of the main priorities for ROH was to get the TV show into more markets, and that the TV show will more likely move to HD. In 2013 but might not may not be the same in all markets
1: it really needs to Im- Im- get into HD because the quality is just talk- embarrassing online yeah
2: i also talked about the lighting problems and poor camera work and said that the company were trying their best to resolve all these shoes but may consider bringing in consultants to help out yes
1: please do <laughs> people actually know isn't it called doing.
2: turning the lights on and just not getting an idiot to keep to to hold the cameras
1: and
2: <laughs> point them point, yeah. It. I don't think it's actually the camera that's the bad thing, it's the people that are sort of make you know, sort of the production people, you know, yeah, pick, making pick the, the, the cuts, camera and angles and stuff, yeah. Yeah, just like zooming, going to a random
0: person in the crowd when someone's just hit a finishing move. It's like, what's <laughs> going yeah, had on had here? Lot, like, during the uh Richards Edwards match on TV, like they came back from commercial, like showed Richards at like one move, then they went like panted the crowd for a good like 10 seconds after that.
1: Yeah, it is weird.
0: A quick another thing as well about the TV show. Apparently,
2: Coff said that the the program is performing very very well, and he said that he believed Ring of Honor was beating TNA in Ring of Honor's strongest markets, and that Ring of Honor was close to doing a 2.0 ratings even when the show is broadcast at an unpopular time.
0: No, that, that, I I have a hard time believing that. If that, that SmackDown gets
1: the IP, yeah, I mean, doesn't the if the IP gets 2,000 buys, that's terrible then. If they're saying they get these um ratings better than TNA, I mean it's hard to tell exactly what he's saying there. There might be some truth or it might just be slightly exaggerated. Who, who knows?
2: Yeah. Talking of truth, Oh to, wow, what other, a
1: segue. I know, we have a late entrant
2: uh for listener topics from one eight seven Joeism, who's you a, a Facebook one, but go on. Oh, I'll get back to that one in a minute. I just wanted the segue, sorry. Okay. Um yeah, 187 Josem, who's a regular contributor to the podcast, so thank you for that. He says, what do you think about the current House of Truth? Obviously, we've got the, the Guardians of Truth who will be coming in soon. The, the uh,
1: Nasty Boys, you mean?
2: <laughs> yeah, sorry, the Nasty Boys. Sorry for spoilers, people. It's the Nasty Boys.
1: Um, uh, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't think Roderick Strong should be TV champion, as Stephen said earlier. He gains nothing from this. He He's a former world champion. doesn't need that belt, but he's a talented guy. His promo work was getting better i'm not sure about now um elgin is fantastic and rhino is good to have around occasionally to put on some good matches so i've got no problems with the house of truth and who knows perhaps rd evans and uh champa might be sort of merging we we don't know There there's something going on with the house of truth and embassy but don't know yeah I, I quite i quite like the
2: house of truth at the moment but i think you know a couple of new members especially a tag team would really sort of help him dominate um mm-hmm. Which is why I think the embassy will be going because I don't as you've said before, I don't think you can have two big heel factions in one hour show you can't. Yeah, especially in a roster which is so small anyway. Yeah. Unless one was matches.
1: a face team, then they could feud. But when the, two heel factions on with a limited time frame doesn't really make much sense. And it shows because as we said, the embassy don't get that much time, especially compared to the, the House of Truth.
2: Yeah, definitely. And the one on Facebook that I'm I purposely missed to get the really good segue um
1: <laughs> from macklin uh, also another regular contributor says, who, who will be appearing on the post best in the world show i think he's attending that
2: yeah i think he will yeah um he says thank god they're coming to rhode island i think they announced that today did we have that in the news i don't know
1: i think john decided
0: not to put that in the news um yeah because i knew uh, i saw the facebook question so i knew we'd talk about it later in the show oh
1: well done well done. Oh, see, this,
0: is, this is professionalism at yep. its
1: best well done
2: so john can you tell us about it now <laughs>
1: Wait, know, was well. there actually a question from Macklin? Or was it just saying he's glad um, they Yeah, there them? is, sorry. I, well, no, it's, it's a, I
2: like New York, but travelling every three months was getting a bit expensive. Um, yeah, they'll be returning to Rhode Island um, to the Rhode Island National Guard. Uh, nearly every single arena that <laughs>
1: RH does is called National Guard something, isn't it? Very strange. Plus, there's yeah. a requirement. That's why they only go to these specific places has to be a National Guard. Yeah,
2: and the convent. Oh, no, it's apparently it's the Rhode Island Convention Centre. Hall oh.
0: A
1: uh,
2: in Rhode Island. Tickets will go on sale um, to ringside members on June the 20th to the general public on June the 22nd. And the uh, show
0: is Saturday, August 11th. I'm not sure... If yeah, I missed that, that out. Yeah,
1: it a good... <laughs> That's a big idea to tell people.
2: Yeah, August the 11th, Saturday night, uh, 7.30 bell time. So... If you live in Rhode Island, or apparently it's the capital city of Providence. Not really sure what that means,
0: but that's what the English website says. <laughs> then I guess I guess that's Rhode Island's capital city. So, I so guess it's the capital city, the capital city.
1: I have no but, idea what's
0: going on. I live in here because here, here, in America, I got a uh, there's oh in the capital
2: city of Providence. Sorry, yeah, Providence must be the capital city, of Rhode Island. Okay, yes. Yes. So if you're but in Rhode Island or you like Ring of Honor... and you G- Geography
1: North. with Stephen?
2: <laughs> I'm okay at Jogfare as long as it doesn't involve states, states and <laughs> and capitals. So I'm not very good at geography at all. <laughs> yeah, so if you're in Rhode Island or you, you like Ring of Honor and you're nowhere near Rhode
1: Island, go to the show and I'm sure it'll be good. Okay.
2: My selling skills are almost as
0: good as John's now. I've yeah, well, like,
1: almost. No, nowhere near as West, good as Don West. But I know uh,
0: you just told me people from all over the world just to go to that show.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Stephen, I'm sure we're going to go, aren't we? Heard
2: Rhode Island's a lovely place. Go, go visit.
0: Yeah, and- uh, I wouldn't be so sure about
2: that. <laughs> Take <laughs> the, the locals while you're there and go and see those Rhode Islanders and stuff. Yeah.
1: Might be a Rhode Island death match. We don't know.
2: Wow. Yeah, that's a good point no pg show for anyone then so no definitely not uh i believe that's no what? i think there's one more on oh, there's one. there is there is another one there is another one there is i'm trying to
1: find it oh here we go oh yeah that denim dave these ones always seem to get lost i don't know why because um, he, he, he tweets them in the middle of the week, so we don't really see them. It's, most yeah, he's, of these, very he's very, very yeah, eager. Yeah, most of these, you know, come around just, just as we're recording, but Denim Dave is always... You yeah, know, big world well, fan of time. the
2: podcast. Thanks a lot, Denim Dave, for supporting us. Um, He wants to know, <laughs> do you think we will see Richard Edwards V5 this year? <laughs> oh, That's have... a pointless question, Denim Dave. What was the point?
1: Well... It's a, I think it's a good yeah, well, it I a question. Yeah, because we're I getting we'll see
0: in the next month, to be honest. Because we're getting uh, what Death of Fortis Honor X10 this year,
1: so yeah, I think well, it's only fair <laughs>
0: that they that they kind of explain what Roman numerals mean to those of us who don't really understand, who aren't Italian, because you know I, I don't I don't speak <laughs> that language. <laughs> so. All jokes
1: aside, do you think we will see another match between these two this year?
0: I mean, there's still how many oh, months left? Yeah. Six months
1: left? I think I wouldn't That's be surprised it. if we see maybe even two more. Yeah, will be a number one
2: contenders match in about October
1: time. You've called it. You've called, called it here it. first. That is 100 pick em points, if you get it. <laughs> In October. I need them after no show in the last few Yeah, days. if there's a normal contenders match between those two in October, bonus points there for you
2: i called it i didn't know i call nasty boys being the guardians of truth a couple of months back you
1: well. <laughs> didn't even know about the guardians of truth <laughs> till today.
2: that's what you think <laughs> so yeah that's uh, all the questions this week thanks a lot for all of them have quite a few this week so uh send them send them in uh from now on and we'll we'll get to them next week when
1: we uh... yeah use all the ways i said earlier you know twitter facebook forum email be sure to uh Send us a message or or any feedback on this uh, wonderful podcast. And I don't mean to toot our own horns, but uh, it's been a good show. Toot, toot. Uh, Thank (laughs) you to Stephen and John for joining me. Thank you. I heard that. Thank you to uh, those of you who uh, listened to the show. We hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we'll see you next week for the hybrid fighting edition. This has been uh, episode 38, the hostage crisis. So we, we will see you next week. Toot, toot.